Work with me, Jesus, through the coming storm. I've come to you in search of something I've lost. Shine down a light on me, sure path. I promise you I will return and you take me back. Let them get high, let them get strong. Welcome to the Zigzag Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast for the working man that helps dissect the complex decisions we face in fantasy football with an eye to the contrarian view. In order to help you win your league, and no few weeks are more important than the playoff weeks, uh, we zig when others zag, we zag when others zig. I am Ken Kravitcare, A-V-E-C, on Twitter at I am Jubin. And as always, I am joined by our resident pundit, Ari Engel from Football Guys on Twitter at FFESQ. Ari, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Sorry to get to you guys late this week, but life gets in the way. But I just wanted to mention that song you heard bringing us in was a guy named Mondo Cosmo, and it was his song Shine. And he's a new artist. He just got signed to Universal Records, and he's probably going to make it some big waves next year. So I think you should check him out. That's right. We are into finding the young talent, and uh, just like we did with Malcolm Mitchell, and uh, and and getting them some airplay. That's uh, that's what we do. Um, speaking of of crazy things here uh, and things that we do, we do the zigzag take of the week. Every week, we highlight a player or situation that may be a little different. Again, the contrarian point of view, higher or lower than most other people in the industry. Ari, what do you have for us this week? Well, we actually were just discussing one. I'm actually going to give you two, and I'm going to throw a surprise one on you. So uh, Ooh, Trevor okay. Simeon uh, was the one we were discussing, and we really like him this week. He's playing at home against the New England Patriots, and they are much tougher to run on. Plus, the uh, Broncos really don't have much of a run game. Devontae Booker, uh, we've discussed, he's a poor fit for this outside zone run scheme, and Justin Forsett. While he may catch some passes, which is good for Trevor Simeon, his running ability is not really uh, there anymore. So we like Trevor Simeon. He's a sneaky DFS play. He's averaging nearly 20 fantasy points per game the last four weeks and about 320 yards and two touchdowns. So we like Trevor Simeon for those in need of a streamer or if they're looking to replace a guy like uh, Matthew Stafford or one of the guys playing in the freezing weather games. Now, the other guy. And you can probably you'll probably have a little comment on this guy is Alex Smith. And while there is a lot of nasty weather out there, it's only going to be 16 degrees and cloudy. And while 16 degrees sounds freezing, this week that's actually pretty warm. And <laughs> there is no snow and rain. And the one reason I'm liking Smith this week is that the Tennessee Titans are giving up an insane 27 fantasy points per game 
to opposing quarterbacks the past five weeks, and they are allowing over 51 fantasy points per game to wide receivers the last five weeks. So they're another team that's tough to run on. Spencer Ware has been doing a great job of it, but they're giving up just insane numbers in the past game, and we think Alex Smith could take advantage of some of that. Once again, if you're looking for that streamer, and he also runs the ball a little bit, so he can always run in a touchdown or get you 20, 30 yards in the ground. So those are our two guys that, you know, normally people are not pretty high on, but we think this week in such bad weather uh, could make a decent play. Listen, last week was brutal for quarterbacks. Absolutely brutal. Um, wow. I mean, Breeze, a lot of quarterbacks. Jameis Winston had really tough weeks. Uh, it, was, it was hard to find anybody. You know, Roethlisberger was terrible. This week doesn't seem a whole lot better. No. I think the weather has to do with it. Um, Again, Brady going against Denver is, you know, he's always so solid, but it's tough. So I do like the Simeon pick. I think the Smith is a little bit more contrarian. I, I'm scared, but I will tell you this. I think what Smith has going for him is Tyree Kill. You know, they're getting the ball to him with screens down the field. Um, and, uh, you know, 17 degrees is awfully cold for me. I'm a Florida boy. I freeze in 50-degree weather. But, uh, you know, considering all the other matchups that are out there for quarterbacks, it's tough. Stafford has a really tough one. Breeze has a tough one. Uh, I think I, I don't mind it. I like Simeon better, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with your zigzag. And, and you're right. It's not – it's something, you know, you could pick up maybe one of these guys off the waiver wire, if not both. So yep. I actually – I like those picks. Um, right. Well, sir – what week are we? We are in week 15, man. Um, I know. Semifinals, the fantasy playoffs for most. Yeah. Some of those uh, uh, leagues that only four make it. I guess it's – well, it's, I guess semifinals for all, unless you have a week 17 final, which hopefully you do not since it will be New Year's Day and who knows who will be playing by then. Yeah, I hate those two. Um, all right, well, let's get started. We have a Saturday game going, which is kind of fun. Uh, the Dolphins at the New York Jets. In terms of weather, and we'll probably be bringing up weather a little bit, uh, I heard it's going to be foggy. Uh, I don't know, Ari. Let me ask you something. Does fog matter in a game? Do you even, do you even know? I mean, unless it's serious, serious fog, uh, I doubt it matters too much. I mean, I don't know what fog we're talking about here. If it's a little bit foggy, probably not since these guys, you know, if you're, you can usually see 20, 30, 40 yards in front of you. I mean, if it's serious, crazy fog, I guess it could. But, you know, it's not like they need to see the whole 100 yards necessarily. Um, so, okay, so it's 50 degrees with a little bit of rain and 10 to 15 miles per hour winds. You're not too worried. I'm not too – I'm more okay. worried that it's the Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, yeah, okay. And, and Matt Moore. So, I mean, that concerns me more. If you're playing in this game, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, a whole lot of fantasy love necessarily. All right. Well, uh, I agree. And let's go with that <laughs> not so much fantasy love. With, start with the Dolphins. Um, first of all, J.H.I., he, you know, last week had a touchdown called back on an offensive lineman hold, which was just awful, but it was a 
It was a terrible weather game. Uh, it was the rain. And I will just make a very, uh, very, very super quick rant. I was upset that none of the, the fantasy football shows, they were all talking about the snow games. None of them mentioned this game or went to the field. And then when we got to the field, it really was terrible conditions. But anyway, here we are. We're going to be in New York. Is Jai a guy you like? And then with Matt Moore starting, you know, can you trust Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry? Yeah, you know, Jai, I like a Jai. You know, the Jets' run defense is – they're obviously a much better run defense than they are to pass defense. So, uh, you know, usually teams, you know, take off on them in the air. But I like a Jai this week. I think if you need your RB2, he's a solid RB2. Uh, obviously, we saw Carlos Hyde just destroy the Jets, although that was on the road last week for 193 yards. But Frank Gore came in the week before, and he had about 80 yards against them. So – and, and Blunt had 67 yards and just 11 carries the week before that. So they're not the, the run defense they once were. And I think a lot of it has to do with this team just kind of quitting and not being motivated to play. So I think with Matt Moore under center, they're probably going to look to make sure they get Ajayi the ball. So I think he makes for a decent RB too. Okay. And what about the passing? It's interesting. Tannehill, I guess it depends what you think of Tannehill. If Matt Moore is a serious downgrade, then, you know, you, you want to kind of shy away from all these, these pass catchers. But I don't think he's necessarily a huge downgrade. But what, what worries me more is just that, you know, this team's just not that great. Uh, and there are on the road. So I think Jarvis Landry makes a fine, you know, PPR wide receiver too. But once again, we don't know how he works with Matt Moore. Obviously, Tannehill loves him. So I think in PPR leagues, he's a little bit risky, especially for TDs. But he's probably an okay wide receiver too. The other two guys, uh, I mean, if you need them in deeper leagues, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, uh, at least the Jets are giving up 30, 34 fantasy points per game. And, you know, once again, maybe Matt Moore is just not that much of a downgrade on Tannehill. And, you know, I think he just wanted to be a backup and collect his 3 or $4 million and not even try to, you know, go to another team and get that starting role. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's kind of like he's a great unknown. I mean, he hasn't thrown a ball – in like two years or something like that. Something like that. As a Dolphin fan, you know, we're hoping that he's not too much of a downgrade on Tannehill and they're, you know, they're at least able to make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. But we will see. On the Jets' side of the ball, I think it's so funny uh, how, how nuts people are for Bilal Powell this week. I understand Forte is going to be out. Uh, and I also understand that Powell – uh, destroyed the 49er defense last week, but it's the 49er defense. And now, and I also know that the Dolphin defense is not great, but our front line is not bad. Uh, I know that we've had some linebacker injuries, um, but I don't know. I want to ask you, Ari, you know, is Bilal Powell, uh, let's say, is he a top five running back this week? Is he a top 10? Sounds crazy, but I'm hearing some people say top five. And then, on the receiver side, can you, you know, with Petty out there, can you trust Brandon Marshall? I know a lot of people are sick and tired of him, but is this the game against a uh, Dolphin secondary that's just okay, that he at least does a little something? And what about Robbie Anderson? Everyone's talking about him because him and Petty seem to have chemistry, a narrative I'm not sure I buy in terms of, oh, they were both backups playing, uh, you know, playing with each other. But uh Boy, that sounds bad. But uh, what do you know? What are your thoughts about the Jets this week? Yeah, Bilal Powell makes a great play, and obviously on daily sites, he's going to be a pretty cheap 
uh, cheap running back to own, although you got to play those slates that include the uh, Saturday game because this game is actually on Saturday. Correct. Uh, the only one. Uh, I like Bob Powell. He, he can do it all. He's going to be there every down back. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. If this game, uh, it's, you know, it's projected to be pretty close, that means he's going to be on the field. And I think in PPR, he makes for a good play. So I like Bilal Powell a lot this week. I think if you have him, you've been waiting on him, get him in your lineups. He'll probably do better than Matt Forte has been doing a lot of this year. You know, the, the, the your inter- interesting point, the, the Robbie Anderson back-to-backup connection, I think there's something to that. I mean, it's a guy that you practice with every day for three to four months, uh, and you're just comfortable with him. You're comfortable throwing with him. You kind of know the nuances, and I think that helps. Now, it has been three weeks, so maybe Brandon Marshall and Quincy Anunua have become more comfortable with Petty. So maybe that, that you know, really pushing it to Robbie Anderson may, may break down a little bit, but you can't deny he's seen 31% of Petty's passes and saw 11 targets last week and 12 the week before. So this is a Dolphins secondary giving up 40 fantasy points per game over the last five weeks. So I think Robbie Anderson, if you need a deep reach and with some upside, obviously, especially at home, he makes sense, you know, and, uh, you know, it just depends who you have in your team. I feel less confident in Brandon Marshall and Quincy and Nunwa, though, because they have really not done much. So I don't know how you can start those guys with confidence, even in a so-so matchup. Really? So you so you'd sit Marshall, huh? I yeah, I, do, I don't know how you can feel comfortable with Marshall okay. right now. I mean, it, right. once again, it all comes down to who you have. But you you know, it, if if you've got guys like you know, obviously like a Stefan Diggs or even an Adam Thielen, I'd probably start over a guy like Brandon Marshall this week. Unfortunately. Huh. All right. Fair enough. Browns versus Bills. It's going to be in Buffalo, 17 degrees, a little bit of wind, 12 to 20 miles per hour. Let's start with the Browns. Uh, you know, am I right to guess, Ari, that this is going to be a run-heavy game? Is this uh, good enough for Crowell to be, you know, a solid RB2? And can you trust guys like Pryor or Coleman who absolutely have the talent but haven't had great QB play and are, are facing a Buffalo Bills defense that's pretty been pretty decent. What are you thinking about these Browns this week? Well, I like the Bills defense this week. They've got to be one of the top defenses on the board. And we're looking at a, a, 40, a 41 and a half over under with the Bills favored by 10. That means they expect the Browns to basically score like 10 points or something, like 10 to 12 points, something like that. And we're dealing with 17 degrees with snow and 12 to 20 mile per hour winds. That means RG3, Terrell Pryor, Corey Coleman, really tough to trust. We know Gary Barnage uh, is great with McCown, but he's not great without McCown. And RG3, you know, we were just talking about this, saw 11 targets last week to Corey Coleman, and he just caught three of them for 26 yards because RG3 is not very accurate. Now, I love Isaiah Crowell this week because Hugh Jackson wants to run the ball. He knows RG3 uh, should not be thrown in a ton, especially in this weather. And I think the the ability for RG3 to run actually helps Crowell. So I really like Crowell this week. It's a snow game. There's going to be a lot of wind. He's going to run the ball. And it's amazing. The Bills, without their defensive end, Kyle Williams, they've actually been giving up a lot of yards in the ground when he's out, and he should be out again. So Crowell, I think, if you have him in season-long league, makes a, makes a really good play this week. It's a solid RB2, and I don't think many people are going to be on him in daily fantasy. So it's kind of a sneaky play. Maybe you match him up with LaShawn McCoy on the other side. On the other side, speaking of McCoy, 
Um, I'm I'm guessing he's a you know you're going to start McCoy uh, every week against Cleveland. I imagine he's a great start. What about the other Bills? Uh, you know Taylor. I've actually heard is a pretty good streamer. I want to know what you think of that. Um, are you comf- Are you confident enough in Watkins in a, such a cold weather game to start him? Uh, and I also want to throw out Gillisley. I actually uh, have to start Gillisley in a league. What I'm hoping is that McCoy destroys him, and in garbage time they put him in. Is this a guy that you can start as your flex is is you know as necessary? Uh, and what do you think is gonna is gonna happen with these Bills offensive weapons? Well, as you say, LaShawn McCoy is probably one of the top plays of the week. Uh, the Browns are giving up 3.7 TDs on the road, as uh, Mr. Lord Reeves at Rotor World said. And the Bills are averaging 3.7 TDs at home. So uh, we're going to probably see 3.7 touchdowns this week. And uh, we, I, I like McCoy a lot. You know, they're giving up over 25 fantasy points per game. And the Browns are a get-well defense for anybody. So I love McCoy this week. Now, they said last week Gillisley was supposed to steal the, the goal line touches and they were practicing goal line packages and it didn't happen. And I, I'm not sure you can count on Gillisley. I think the key with this is if McCoy breaks a long run for, say, 15, 20 yards and gets tackled at the three-yard line and it's a big snow game, you know, they may just take him out just for a play because, you know, he has snow in his face and he just made a big run and got hit and then Gillisley comes in and runs it in. But I don't think they're necessarily going to take McCoy out of the game just because they get close to the goal line. So with Gillisley, to me, it's just a total reach play. It's not someone you can necessarily trust with a lot of confidence. Obviously, if you play in standard leagues where touchdowns are king, at least you know that you know they can run all over the Browns and he should get some run. But you know it's tough to predict that. It just really depends who else you have on your team there. But at least you know that the Browns are an easy team to run on. And as you mentioned, Sammy Watkins. In this weather, it's tough to trust, but he's a full-time player now. The Browns' secondary is horrible. Jail Hayden, their best corner, is ranked 90th by PFF. So, you know, once again, it just comes down to who's on your team, who's on your roster. I don't mind Sammy Watkins. I think basically for me it's McCoy Watkins, and that's about it, uh, who you're playing this week. And Tyra Taylor? You know, he could get it down on the ground, maybe. You know, a lot of people are on Tyrod this week. They are, as a streamer especially. Like, if you need somebody, you you know, you're not sure about – you know, you have uh, uh, guys like Stafford and Brady who have tough matchups. And, yes, I'm saying it Brady, but Denver's a really tough matchup against the pass. So I know a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, announcers out there, fantasy pundits, are, are liking Taylor. So I'm, I'm curious what you think. You know, it comes down to that weather again. I mean, it's going to be a lot of snow with 12 to 20 mile per hour winds. So I think if you're starting Tyrod, you're hoping for a lot of that, uh, that, some of that on the ground, production on the ground, which maybe it is. Maybe it's just going to be him running and McCoy running a lot. You know, as we said, in that sort of weather, you know, they only have one great pass catcher in Sammy Watkins. So I guess he's a middle of the road one. I'm not super high on Tyrod Taylor. I think I prefer, <coughs> sorry, guys like Simeon this week over him but uh you know i get the appeal yeah um well fair enough another very cold weather game we've got the packers at chicago supposed to be negative seven degrees with 12 to 20 mile per hour winds wow all i can say is wow i couldn't even walk in that kind of weather 
uh, fully clothed with jackets and scarves, let alone what they have to do. So we'll start off with the Packers. Um, you know, uh, are you, you know, is this a game that you would sit Aaron Rodgers? That's the first thing. If, if not, who, what are those receivers? Uh, yeah, we just lost the, the, the Mr. Jubin. All right. I'll take it from here for at least the Packers while he gets his, uh, headset sorted. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you can't sit Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, not in your playoffs. And while the weather is absolutely horrible, with expected from zero to possibly minus seven uh, and 12 to 20 mile per hour winds, he is Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh, the, uh, the, the Bears defense is a little bit underrated, though, too, and they could run it a lot. So once again, with Aaron Rodgers, it just really comes down to who else you have on your team. But I would not be expecting a huge game from him this week. I really wouldn't. Uh, now, with Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson, you just got to start these guys. You know, Rodgers isn't taking many deep shots this year anyhow, although I know Adams had that one deep ball. So it's Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams catching short passes. And I actually think Ty Montgomery is probably uh, the best play of the bunch of these guys just because he is their lead back now, and he'll probably get at least three or four targets. And with this weather, they're probably going to run a lot more than Pat. Now, what on the Bears' side – uh, can you trust anybody besides Jordan Howard? He has been the bell of the ball in Chicago, getting a lot of touchdowns. People love him for next year. Uh, I think you're starting him against the Packers. But with Alshon Jeffrey coming back, Cameron Meredith doing okay, and Barkley throwing all right, can you trust any of this Chicago offensive weapons? Jordan Howard we like a lot. Once again, this weather, as you were mentioning in the intro to this game, is just, I mean – Zero to minus seven degrees with 12 to 20 mile per hour winds. Nuts. It's insane, right? Yeah. That's like, yeah. you know, it's like, I almost think we're dealing in like Celsius or something. You're like, oh, it's 32 <laughs> degrees. No, 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 no. That's not 32. That's like 30, 32 to 30, like to 40 below freezing. I mean, so yeah. I mean, Matt Barkley, the California kid from the beach. Uh, what's he going to light it up? I don't know, man. I don't know. So, I, yeah, Jordan Howard is probably the best bet. I think he makes for a fine RB1. They're probably going to give him a rock a bunch. And he's a big, strong guy. I believe he played in cold weather in college. I could be wrong about that. But, uh, you know, I think he'll if he, if he can beat up the Vikings run defense at home, which was a pretty cold game, I think he could do that against the Packers, uh, who are giving up 5.1 yards per carry the past five weeks. And by the way, he will be carrying a rock. Uh, no, no, yeah. no doubt there. Uh, are you starting Alshon Jeffrey? Are you starting Barkley, Meredith? Do you like these guys? Well, we were talking about Barkley earlier. Uh, it's, it's a tough call to start Barkley just in this weather as a backup. Now, Alshon Jeffrey, I am starting in one league. Uh, you know, if the matchup's not horrible. They don't have great cornerbacks. And Cameron Meredith actually has a really good one against Micah Hyde, PFF's 87th rated corner. So between the two of them, they could certainly do something. I mean, you know, maybe we're just overestimating the weather here. And, uh, you know, while it'll be freezing, you know, they have heaters on the field and they go out there. I would say this, the matchup is not bad. So if you need somebody, Alshon Jeffrey, if you have him, you know, he's better than a lot of plays out there. And Cameron Meredith with Marquez Wilson, uh, missing this week and Eddie Royal missing this week. You know, both of them, there's nothing, uh, you know, that 
that precludes them from having a good game except the weather. So I don't know how that's going to play. And to be honest, I don't know anybody that's told me how that's played because no one's really played in weather like this. So <laughs> I, I, I could be confident in Jordan Howard. The other guys, I say, you know, you just, it's go with the gut call. I wish I could tell you, you know, hey, this is Alshon Jeffrey in 50-degree weather at home and uh, no win. But minus seven with 12 to 20 mile per hour wins, that's brutal. You know, we've got the uh, Tennessee Titans at Kansas City, and I know that we always we like to watch weather games. We like to play in them in Madden. Uh, they're cool to look at. But I have to say, I, I really wish this was played in much uh, milder temperatures because I'd like to see what Mariota could do against that defense, and I'd like to see what Kansas City could do against uh, not a great secondary. But it is what it is. It's going to be 16 degrees. Arrowhead is a really tough place to play. So can you trust Mariota, uh, who had a bad week last week against Denver, even in a win, um, as expected by all the fantasy pundits, and I'll give them that one. Can you trust Mariota, or do you bench him again? Murray had a good game last week. Can you trust him against Kansas City? And are any of these uh, wide receivers – or Delaney Walker viable against that Kansas City secondary? Well, you know, this week, I think to gain an edge on your opponents, it's really looking at some of these weather games and shift towards games that are indoors or in slightly better weather, like the Chargers-Raiders games, where you're not going to have to deal with those elements. Now, at least in this game, it's going to be 16 degrees, which is darn cold, but at least that's 16 to 20 degrees warmer than the last game, and it doesn't call for any high winds. So it could be all right there. You know, cold like this, I think they'll be fine in. Um, now, the real test is that this Kansas City Chiefs defense is playing really well. And playing in Kansas City, cold in that loud stadium, it's going to make it tough. So I don't love Marcus Mariota this week, um, despite the Chiefs actually giving up a decent amount of production through the air. Uh, you know, DeMarco Murray, you're, you're not sitting that guy. Uh, the, the Chiefs do have a good run defense, but he gets it done in all phases of the game, so there's no way you can sit him. In DFS, he's probably a fade on the road in this game. Uh, Kendall Wright, to me, is a little bit of a sneaky, a sneaky play this week. While he was disciplined last week from the team, um, Steven Nelson, PFF's 89th-ranked cornerback, should be on him in the slot. And they only have really one good cornerback in Marcus Peters, who would be on Rashard Matthews. So I really do like Kendall Wright as a sneaky play if you need someone this week. Uh, the other guy to talk about in this game is obviously Delaney Delani, uh, depending <laughs> if you like tomatoes or tomatoes. And he is a guy, I know it's your championship week. We say start your studs. I'm telling you this week, do not start Walker. Eric Berry, Ron Parker, their two safeties just absolutely locked down um, opposing uh, tight ends and you can just see it right now Marcus Mariota you know the California kid also throwing the ball and it's going to get intercepted by Eric Berry who's going to run it back for a touchdown pick six so I kind of like the Chiefs defense in this one okay uh speaking of the Chiefs you like Alex Smith we already discussed that so you know Travis Kelsey has been a beast Interestingly enough, for those of you who don't remember, he had a really terrible first half of the season. How do I know? I had him and I dropped him right before he started going off. Is he a guy you can trust against the Titans? And what about guys like Macklin and Hill? You know, do you like these chief receivers? Now uh, I'm going to ask you about where as well. 
You know, he ha has had a couple rough weeks, but he's the main guy there. You know, basically, Ari, which, which of these chief uh, receivers and running backs do you like this week? Well, we talked about Alex Smith, Spencer Ware. Uh, you know, the, the, the Titans have a, a decent uh, run defense. So, you know, in standard leagues, you know, RB2, PPR leagues, more of a flex. I'm probably not on them this week in daily fantasy. Uh, they are, once again, a tough run defense. But they are getting gashed through the air. Absolutely gashed. The Titans are giving up over 51 fantasy points per game to wide receivers the last five weeks. Um, we saw Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, each have over 100 yards and combined for 21 catches last week. So we like Ty Free Kill, uh, who we think is a solid wide receiver too. They're using him as a wide receiver and as a gadget guy. And Jeremy Macklin, now that he's got a one week fully under his belt, I think if you need a wide receiver three in this matchup against this secondary, he makes for a pretty good play. And you mentioned Travis Kelsey. That makes four games in a row over 100 yards. The Titans are very good against the tight end, though, so it could be a load of a trap game, especially if you know Tyree Kill and Jeremy Macklin uh, are making plays over the field. I mean, if you have Kelsey season long, you can't sit the guy. But I just have a feeling, you know, some some of these tougher these tight tight end defenses, you know, when you play them, it's a real thing. Fair enough. Jaguars versus Texans. This one's in Houston. Weather's not an issue. It's a dome. Uh, basically, are there any Jaguars that you can trust at all? I certainly can't. It's tough. Marquise Lee, I know people have a view of him, but he is getting it done every single week, Marquise Lee. <sighs> getting it done, I think, is relative, but oh, all right. Listen, he is their best pass catcher this <laughs> season. 100%. Allen Robinson, we know, has done nothing. We know Allen Hearns has done nothing. And Marquise Lee was their second-round draft pick. Look, last week he had five catches for 113 yards. That's not nothing. Um, you know, two weeks ago against Buffalo, he had four catches, 37 yards in a TD. Against Detroit, four catches, 52 yards in a TD. You know, he's Mr. 550. He's one of those guys that's usually, you know, we talk about that catching five balls for 50 yards. Um, so I think if you're just in a PPR league looking for that sort of thing, I mean, he went here. Let me look. One, two, three, four, four games with four catches in a row. Then he had three. Then he had five. So he's, you know, he's catching those four or five catches uh, a, a game. So once again, it's something. We're not saying start Marquise Lee with confidence in any league this week. That's not what we're saying here. Oh, um, yeah. TJ Yeldon is maybe a something. Uh, because if Ivory misses, at least you know he's going to get volume. So, you know, maybe more of a, an RB3. Um, but, you know, another guy that we just don't like. Basically, there's no one we really love. Allen Robinson, by the way, is super cheap on the daily fantasy sites. But he's going up against Pro Football Focus's number third rank corner, uh, A.J. Bowie. And uh, he held Moncrief to zero points last week. So it could be a tough game for him again. So I don't even know. You know, you can lower the prices. But if they're not going to do anything, what difference does it make? Fair enough. Speaking of nervous, Lamar Miller uh, had a great game last week. But, and I think we agree on this, Ari, I get nervous about his injuries. Is he a guy you think we can trust? And then uh, let's also talk about our boy CJ Fedorowicz. Is he going to play? What have you heard in terms of that concussion? And then... Can you start even start Hopkins as your number three wide receiver? You know, what are you thinking about these Texans? Well, Fedorowicz 
is out. I just saw the news today. So okay. Fedor is out. So which makes Ryan Griffin maybe a decent play uh, if you need him. Uh, but the Jags are good against the tight end. But at least with Fedora, it's out. It's all Ryan Griffin in there. So that's not bad. Now, Lamar Miller, he gets nicked up every game, goes out. You think he's done, and then he comes back in. Uh, the Jags are a tough <laughs> run defense, though, giving up just 3.8 yards a carry. Once again, if you're playing daily, he's not a guy you really want to be on this week. And season long, he's an RB2. You just kind of keep trotting him out, and hopefully he doesn't get nicked up. Besides that, we don't really love Brock Osweiler, DeAndre Hopkins versus Allen Robinson, two of the more disappointing wide receivers this year, are playing against each other. And you know what? Even besides Brock, DeAndre Hopkins just really isn't getting a lot of separation. He's running lazy routes. I don't know. He doesn't look like the same guy. I'm not sure what got into him or if he's just reverting to old habits or what it is, but it does not look great. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. This will be a little bit of snow, 19 degrees. Uh, for Pittsburgh, Le'Veon Bell destroyed. He beat up a lot of teams last week and also gave people the win. Uh, I unfortunately lost a playoff game because of him. It was awful, but he looked amazing. Uh, you know, obviously you're starting him, and obviously he's uh, a top three pick next year. If not, if not higher. Uh, what are the other Steelers that you like? We both like Ladarius Green. That's a guy you've gotten me onto, and I definitely like him these days. Is he a guy you like this week? Is Big Ben a guy that you trust? And you're not sitting Antonio Brown, so I won't even ask you. What are you thinking Pittsburgh's going to do this week? Yeah, Big Ben, his home road splits are a real thing. Last week threw three picks, so I don't love Big Ben. You know, it's one of those things we keep talking about this week. There's not a lot of good quarterback Qu matchups because yeah. it's either in really bad weather or they're on the road. and in really Against bad good weather. defenses or decent defenses. defenses. Like yeah. we're talking Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's playing in minus seven degree weather. So on the road, not great. Big Ben on the road. There's going to be a bit of snow, 19 degree weather. So it depends who your other options are out there, but we can't say it's a great matchup for Ben. Um, you know, the Bengals actually have Antonio Brown's number. Uh, their last few meetings, and he kind of goes as Big Ben goes a lot. Obviously, as you said, you know, we don't need to discuss him in season long, but in daily, probably not a guy worth paying up for. But I think that actually makes Darius Green a great play because the Bengals are giving up over 15 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. I think Darius Green will probably be the biggest beneficiary of some of that Antonio Brown struggle. And obviously, Le'Veon Bell is a no-brainer. He is averaging over 200 yards a game in the last four weeks. So, I mean, you're just ho hopefully riding his coattails to a championship. Um, and then we lost the Jubin again. Technical difficulties galore this week for him. So let's uh, – oh, there you are. Are you back? I, I am back. I okay. am back and ready to talk about the Bengals. There you, you know, go. I, I want to start with the question – of does a game matter for Cincinnati when they're out of the playoffs? In other words, them and the Steelers, they have a rivalry. Is this the kind of game that 
they will play hard even if they're out. I mean, I, I guess I'm talking about a narrative. And then let's get into specifics. Eifert looks great. Hill looked great last week against a bad defense. Can you trust them against the Steeler D? That's been playing decent. And then Andy Dalton also did well last week. But can you trust him against the Steelers in this kind of cold? You know I hate LaFell. Boyd is eh. You know, who do you like of this Bengal offense? Uh, it's obviously Tyler Eifert. He, all he does is catch touchdowns, and that's what he'll probably do this week because with A.J. Green still out, uh, that's what, you know, that's where uh, Dalton's going to look. So we, we like him. Once again, it's a little bit nasty weather, 19 degrees, bit of snow, 9 to 16 mile per hour winds. Uh, Jeremy Hill, though, it's always good for the run game. And out of sheer volume, you know, I think he will be a solid RB2. Uh, he had 28 touches last week and 26 the week before. So if you got Jeremy Hill without Geo, he's you know a great play, even with Rex Burkhead there. Uh, the pass catchers, I probably stay away from both those guys in your fantasy semifinals if you can help it. Uh, the same with Andy Dalton. I don't think this is a great spot for him. Uh, the Steelers' defense is playing better. If you need him in two QB league, okay, that's something. But uh, without, you know, A.J. Greenback and in this kind of weather and this kind of game, I, I think, you know, it's a rivalry. I think, once again, you said they're out, so maybe they don't really show up. I think they'll be okay at home. Uh, maybe if it's on this road, they might lie down more than they, than they necessarily will at home. Philadelphia Eagles at Baltimore Ravens. Not a game you see a lot. Um, but I think it, it'll be interesting. Both played fairly well last week. Uh, for the Eagles, Ryan Matthews came back last week, but the Ravens have a tough defense. Can you trust Ryan Matthews? Uh, what about Jordan Matthews, too, uh, and, and Carson Wentz? They both played well last week. Zach Ertz has been doing better. Uh, basically, you know, and, and Aguilar, like, who – who else? Like, is there anybody on this Eagle offense that you trust? Yeah, you know, bit of rain, 90, 49 degrees. Uh, you know, that's not horrible in, in today's and this week's, you know, weather forecasts. Ryan Matthews, at least, uh, no Sproles and no Smallwood. So he's playing a very tough Ravens defense, but at least the ball is going to be all his uh, with a little bit to, was it, Kenyon Barner? Um, but yeah. it's mainly going to be the Ryan Matthews show. So I think you could probably do worse as your flex or RB3 uh, just because he's going to be getting all the touches and especially the goal line ones. Jordan Matthews, he actually has probably the best matchup of anyone this week on this team, uh, although they obviously they don't really have great pass catchers to begin with. But without Jimmy Smith, the Ravens' top corner, uh, they don't really have many other corners. So Jordan Matthews, I think, makes really a really good start this week. And Zach Ertz has been getting it done lately. So I think if you have him, you keep rolling him out there. But Eric Weddle, he has been pretty good at covering tight ends this year for the Ravens. So there's a little bit of, of worry there, but uh, they have been giving up 14 fantasy points per game the last four weeks. So uh, he's not a must start, but I think you've been using him. He, he's okay this week. And Carson Wentz, you would not start. No, I don't think there's any reason. You know, one of the main reasons is, okay, they don't have Sproles. So, you know, Ryan Matthews can catch the ball, but Sproles adds that little dimension. You know, Dorio Green-Beckham, I think he's back this week, but it's not like he's a true threat. Nelson Aguilar, obviously, is a big disappointment. So, uh, on the road against this tough secondary and this tough defense, uh, he's probably not someone you want to trust this week. On the other side, Flacco's been – 
a little up and down, you know. For a while, the only games he was playing well in was Cleveland. But, you know, he did pretty well last week. Uh, I know a lot of pundits are saying to stream him over guys like Brady and some of the and Big Ben, you know. So I, I want to hear what you say about him. And then what about his weapons? Wallace, Smith, Perriman, can you trust uh, those wide receivers? And then Kent Dixon, who helped me win a big game last week, is he going to have the kind of game this, this time that he did last week on Monday night against New England? Or is this going to be a Terrence West game in terms of running? So basically, what do you like about Baltimore? Yeah, this could be a wacko for Flacco game. The Eagles are getting absolutely destroyed through the air lately. So they're giving up over 23 fantasy points per game to opposing QBs over the last five weeks. So Flacco's been playing a lot better the last two weeks as well. So if you need a streamer, Flacco's not that bad, at least playing at home. And I think Mike Wallace and Steve Smith both look for good plays this week. Uh, The Eagles are giving up over 44 fantasy points per game. And Wallace particularly, he's going up against Nolan Carroll, whose pro football focus is 105th-rated corner. So I really like Wallace this week as a sneaky play. As Even Brashard Perryman, if you need a long shot, we were talking about him earlier, me and you. Uh, just because this secondary has been burned so badly, Brashard Perryman can actually come through for you. And as you mentioned, Kenneth Dixon seems to be taking over the lead in this backfield. He looked really good running the ball last week. Guys, it took, you know, two or three defenders to bring him down. He was making uh, uh, catches in the past game. So I would go Terrence uh, – I would go – sorry, Kenneth Dixon over Terrence West if you had both of them. I think the tide has turned. I think the Ravens also want Kenneth Dixon to be their lead guy. So, the, you know, the only downside to him, obviously, is Terrence West still plays and he can obviously get some goal line looks, uh, which will hurt. So uh, there's downside there. You know, that's why in daily fantasy it's tough playing either of these guys just because you never know who's going to get that goal line look. But if I had to choose between these two, I would say the tightest turn in Dixon's favor. Now about Flacco, um, would you stream him over Brady at Denver? Man, I'm going to stream over Brady at Denver. Okay. Luck, I would, I would Andrew, keep going with that Brady. Andrew Luck, and we're going to talk about this game later, Andrew Luck at Minnesota. <sighs> These are because this is what yeah, the I fantasy mean, people close, out there right? have to know. I mean, they want to know. Crazy. It's kind of crazy. But, uh, it, you know, I, I would say this. Check the weather report. Check the weather report. If it is, you know, raining hard, then I would say no. But if it, the rain is not that hard and the wind's not that bad, it, it, it's, you're not crazy for doing it, man, because the Colts, we'll get into this, are missing three linemen and they're missing Moncrief. And they're playing the Vikings defense where T.Y. Hilton's going to be have a lot of trouble. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind okay. it. I wouldn't blame and, you if you did it. It's bold, big, but I wouldn't and, blame you. And, and Big Ben is the last one I'll throw at you. Flacco or Big Ben? Big Ben. Man. Yeah. You just you said know what? I, I would, love I Big Ben start, this week. I would start Flacco. Okay. I would okay. start Flacco. That is what I wanted to know. Lions versus the Giants, an intriguing game. The Giants – I, you know, they, they're one of those teams where I'm like, how are the Giants good? Eli doesn't seem to play very good uh, every week. Rashad Jennings hasn't been very good this season. The defense, I guess, is playing out of their mind. It's in New York. It's going to be a bit cold. Uh, you know, the Lions have, uh, have been having a great comeback season. Everyone's talking about Stafford. 
I saw him this morning on Good Morning America, uh, not Good Morning America, Good Morning Football was showing a promo because that's how NFL Network is. Another a documentary thing they're going to have with an interview about of, of Stafford making him look so important. I don't, I don't necessarily love that, but Stafford has been great. You and I have always have liked him a lot, uh, particularly this season. Uh, he has the finger thing. He's playing in the cold in New York. Can you trust Stafford? We're talking about quarterbacks that have bad weeks. Yeah, Stafford, I mean, it's tough to trust him, obviously, with the hand issue. And the Giants' defense is probably even a bigger issue, giving up only 17.5 fantasy points per game. Uh, the, the weather, there's going to be a little bit of rain, 50 degrees, 10 to 50 mile-per-hour winds, which isn't horrible. So Matthew Stafford, I think if you have other options, Trevor Simeon, Alex Smith, Flacco, I probably roll with them this week. Uh, I would not go with guys like Bortles. I would not go with Brock Osweiler's. I would not go with Sam Bradford's. Um, I would rather go with Stafford in that case. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's going to be a tough game. I think this game goes under, actually, because both these teams play really slow. And I think they're going to chew a lot of clock. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this one. Eric Ebron, the Giants are giving up over 15 fantasy points per game. Sorry, 14 fantasy points per game to opposing tight end the last five weeks. And I know he's been letting some people down, but at least he has a decent matchup. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a, a very defensive game this week. I think the Giants defense and Lions defense are going to keep this low scoring. So, on the Giants side, I mean – you have to start ODB, right? And then and if you do, what about Eli Sterling Shepard, Rashad Jennings? You know, who can you start from the Giants? I think it's just Odell Beckham at this point. Eli yeah. Manning's not playing well at all, so I would avoid him. Sterling Shepard, he's just not getting, you know, the ball thrown to him enough, so I'd probably avoid him. And even Odell Beckham, man, he's just bringing – he, he comes through on those slants. Where and they want him to make a play. It's not like Eli is just he's throwing him like crazy volume, you know, throwing him like 14, 15 passes a game, but they're not connecting. And this week he goes up against Darius Slay, who I know some people have said Slay's given up nine TDs this year, but he's actually been pretty effective. He's PFF's sixth rated corner. He has made some big plays as well. So it's going to be a good matchup, I think, between Darius Slay and Odell Beckham. But obviously, you know, Odell Beckham, not a guy you're sitting. In season-long leagues, I probably would not pay up for him in daily fantasy because you have to just hope that he gets that one slant and just outruns everybody, which he seems to do every week. But I don't know. I think this game goes under. It has a horribly low over under 41, but I think it may even go under that. Indianapolis Colts uh, versus the Minnesota Vikings. It's in a dome. Uh, that's very helpful. But uh, the Colts had a rough week last week. This is a tough defense. Um, you know, can you, are you confident starting luck? We talked a little bit about that just now with Flacco. Uh, and then are there any of these receivers? Moncrief is out. Uh, Hilton, is he your guy? Can you start him? And what are your thoughts on Jack Doyle, Dwayne Allen, and Frank Gore? Yeah, Frank Gore, Andrew Luck, they are missing three of their starting offensive linemen and they're playing this Vikings defense. So I say, uh, it could get nasty, and I would try and avoid them. You know, Dante Moncrief is out as well. T.Y. Hilton, I think just because he's going to see so many targets and they move him around so much, 
that he's not going to see Xavier Rhodes exclusively, uh, you know, in coverage. Although I don't know who else the Vikings would be focusing on because there's not much else there. You know, Philip Dorsett really hasn't come through uh, when Moncrief has been out. So it's basically like they know the Vikings are like, okay, we have to stop T.Y. Hilton, our whole secondary. Let's just focus on that. And I think they could do that. So I think it's season long. It's hard-pressed to sit him because he's going to see a lot of targets. And he's kind of like that Odell Beckham guy where, you know, he just needs one or two catches that he can get a little space and he can do some damage. So, once again, probably not a daily fantasy guy I'd be on this week. Now, a few people are talking about streaming Jack Doyle. Um, that because Moncrief is out, he's a good streamer. I have that same problem where I lost Fedorowicz in a couple of my leagues. Uh, and then you talked before about Delaney Walker as a guy you wouldn't trust. Could someone pick up Jack Doyle this week and use him and you'd be okay with that? Or do you say, no, look somewhere else? They're definitely going to Jack Doyle more in the passing game uh, than they are at Dwayne Allen, although we saw two weeks ago Allen go off. So I think if you're going to reach between these two guys, I'd probably lean towards Jack Doyle. But this is just not one of those games where I really want to rely on either of these guys um, in the fantasy playoffs. You know, Ladarius Greens, Cameron Brates, guys like that, I like more. Okay, fair enough. On the Vikings side, that offense has not been prolific. Uh, but, you know, Adam Thielen's been all right. Stephon Diggs has been good in PPR. Kyle Rudolph gets a touchdown every now and then. Uh, which one of these guys do you like? And then I need to ask you, if Adrian Peterson plays, uh, do you start him? I'm going to just say right now, I wouldn't. I think they're going to ease him in. But what are your thoughts on Peterson? I, I have no idea. I mean, he was averaging <laughs> like two yards per carry before he went down. Yeah, he yeah. From a long injury. So I say nay to Adrian Peterson uh, this week. I think you keep going with Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Asiata looks questionable, so he's probably not going to be there. I think McKinnon's going to get some carries and touches, making him a decent RB2. I do like Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, uh, and I, you know, they are uh, the, the the secondary of the Colts is not great. Um, Diggs actually has a as a tougher matchup, I think, against slot corner Darius Butler than Thielen, who's going up against Vontae Davis, who has been getting worked all year and nicked up all year. So I kind of like Thielen and Stefan Diggs um, in fantasy this week, and Kyle Rudolph. He's one of the better uh, tight ends this week. I think with uh, safety Mike Adams out, uh, he should have a pretty good game. So I'm digging Kyle Rudolph a ton. So, uh, yeah, Kyle Rudolph makes a good play. Dig, stealing. Uh, McKinnon, I think he's fine. And Adrian Peterson, I just don't really know what to do with just yet. I'd say wait and see. Me too, absolutely. I, you have to wait and see. Now, uh, our next game is the New Orleans Saints versus the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams have surprised us, have underperformed what we thought going into the season. We thought both of them could possibly be Super Bowl contenders. They certainly have the talent, uh, of course, on the offensive side of the ball. Let's start with New Orleans. Drew Brees has been rough on some people last few weeks. Uh, can you trust him in Arizona? And then, of course, Cooks, very boomer bust this year. I'm sorry to say, I'm a, 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 as a Cooks owner, I feel he's been a little busty, more bust than boom. Uh, is, this, is this the week that, that you know, they, they write the ship here in New Orleans? Can you start Cooks? Can you, you know, Michael Thomas has been a, a nice surprise. 
but can you, you know, can you trust him against the Cardinal defense? Sneed has been a little up and down. You know, who are you liking on the Saints this week? Yeah, I don't think you can trust Breeze. I think the trust factor has been broken, the sacred hoof. Um, you know, he was at home against the Lions and was the best play of the week and put up a stinker. And then last week plays Tampa Bay. Obviously, that's a tougher matchup and put up a stinker. And now he is playing the Cardinals, uh, who are a tough defense. At least weather is not an issue. Um, so that, that helps in a week where weather is an issue everywhere. But it's tough to trust them, and they just uh, lost their left tackle, Taryn Armstead. So it's tough to trust Brew Breeze, but, you know, you're not sitting him for a guy like Blake Bortles once again or even Joe Flacco because it is Drew Breeze. So I think you just got to bite the bullet and put, trot him out there and hope for the best. Um, as far as the receivers, Patrick Peterson, I'm not sure. People say probably Brandon Cooks. Maybe he spends time on Michael Thomas and Brandon Cooks. Michael Thomas is off the injury report, at least. Um, I'm thinking Michael Thomas probably has the easier matchup against Marcus Cooper, PFF's 116th rated corner. So even if Patrick Peterson maybe shifts between the two of them, you know, one of them will have a good matchup. Uh, on the other side and go off. But I think Michael Thomas will probably have the easier matchup most of the game, and unfortunately, Cooks will probably disappoint. Willie Sneed, it's looking like Tyron Matthew is back this week. Uh, and Sneed has had some really good matchups and disappointed, even though last week he had a, a good week. So it's tough to trust any of these guys. You know, the, the run game, Mark Ingram, Tim Hightower splitting carries. And they're tough to run on. So I'm downgrading the Saints this week. And I really don't know if there's many people you can start. I think of anybody, maybe Michael Thomas. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. You're starting David Johnson. He probably will be the number one uh, pick next year, if not the number two. Um, you're starting him. The passing game has been not so great. Palmer had a, you know, even though with two touchdowns last week, had a rough game against the Dolphins, the rain. He had a really tough time, but it hasn't just been weather. He hasn't had a great season. So can you start him this week against the Saints defense that is a lot better than people have been really giving them credit? Um, and then, of course, Larry Fitz, you know, he had a great start to the season. Not so great lately. Can you start him? And I want to mention... Gresham, who's been good of late, and J.J. Nelson, because Michael Floyd uh, got the DUI. Now he's on New England. Be very interesting to see if he does anything on New England. So I know a lot of pundits have been putting Nelson out there as, as, a, as a waiver wire pickup. You know, basically, you know, what do you think about this Arizona offense going up against a better defense uh, with New Orleans? Yeah, that Michael Floyd thing is crazy, man. Supposedly yeah. he was like – Asleep at the wheel with the car on. Correct. Foot Correct. On the gas, or I don't even know. Something like nuts like that. It's also pretty crazy that the Patriots were probably the last team on the waiver wire priority list, were the only ones that put a waiver wire bid on him, and they got him. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to make much of a difference this week, but I don't know. If, I guess it gives him an inside lane to signing him in free agency if he has his head on right. And obviously in the playoffs, I mean, Michael Floyd. Malcolm Mitchell, Hogan, Edelman. I mean, that's a that's a lot of weapons there. So anyhow, this week with the with the Cardinals, JJ Nelson obviously with Floyd out and John Brown hobbled. I like JJ Nelson. He's a small, skinny little dude, but man, he's got burners. He ran like a four-two something at the combine. So I think he's going to be a full-time player this week, and I love him as a deep sleeper. 
Jermaine Gresham has been coming on a lot. And the Saints are missing their standout safety, Kenny Vaccaro. So I like Jermaine Gresham. We were talking about, um, you know, Delani Walker. If you don't want to start a guy like that, do the smart thing. Jermaine Gresham's probably out there and is probably viable. Uh, David Johnson, obviously, is a no-brainer. Carlson Palmer, as you mentioned, you know, he's there. He's 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 taking these seven-stop drops, seven-step drops, and getting clobbered. And I wish they just changed the offense a little bit and let him get the ball out quickly. But that's not how Bruce Arians plays. So he's getting crushed. And the Saints are actually playing much better defense lately. So uh, they're not a rollover sieve defense that they once were. So even David Johnson. I mean, obviously David Johnson are going to have a great week, but the Saints' run defense isn't the joke that they used to be. Absolutely, absolutely not. Um, so we've got the 49ers at Atlanta. Um, you know, this is kind of interesting in that Colin Kaepernick is considered an okay streamer this week. The Falcons played great last week. Uh, they got over 30 points their defense did against um, against just an awful, awful Rams team. Can you, uh, you know, I'm curious what, what I want you to, to tell me what you think of the Falcons defense in terms of uh, the, the San Francisco offense. Can you trust Colin Kaepernick? Can you trust Colin Carlos Hyde? Uh, and what do you think of the Falcons defense against San Francisco in Atlanta? You know, a lot of people are going to probably chase the Atlanta defense. Uh, and, you know, they, they tore it up last week. But as we saw on the game last night, Jared Goff and that Rams team is absolutely horrendous. And I don't think the 49ers will give it up as much as that, even though Colin Kaepernick's obviously not a great pass catcher. So while they might not score a ton and the Falcons make a good defense, I don't know if we can expect the same thing we saw last week. And – you know, they're tough against the pass, but passing is really not Colin Kaepernick's game. He's just going to run the ball. So it could be one of those weeks where he runs for over 100 yards, especially in the Dome. Um, so it could be – I think it's going to be a Carlos Hyde-Colin Kaepernick game because there's really no one to throw to. So I think both those guys should have over 100 yards this week. So I'm digging both of them. The Falcons are giving up over 30, 30 fantasy points per game the past four weeks. Uh, so I, I like those guys, and I think Colin Kaepernick makes for a decent streamer. All right. On the Atlanta side, you're starting Matt Ryan. He's been doing great. Uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, Can if you have both guys, can you start him? And then with uh, it, today they said that Julio Jones is, is deemed out and that Mohamed Sanu is probably going to play. So what are your thoughts about Sanu and Gabriel and basically these th this Atlanta offense? Yeah, you get these guys rolling. I mean, the only possible downside to Matt Ryan is that the 49ers have the worst run defense in the league and Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman just run absolutely wild, which they're going to do. And you don't need to throw anymore because they go up by 24 points to start the game and Matt Ryan doesn't throw. But I, I think Matt Ryan will at least throw two TDs. Uh, I don't think it'll be less than that because he'll probably dump it off to those guys as well. And, you know, even without Julio Jones, Taylor Gabriel, he should light it up. The 49ers have given up over 40 fantasy points per game. So Gabriel should have a great game. And, yes, as you mentioned, Julio was out. So Sanu should be pretty active, and I think he makes for a decent wide receiver too, especially in PPR leagues. Now we've got the Raiders and the Chargers. Finally, a team, uh, an outdoor game that's not freezing. Um, we'll start with the Raiders. 
Do you think that this is the game that Carr bounces back? Are you worried about the finger? It was really cold in that game in Kansas City 10 days ago. And if so, do you like Crabtree and Cooper? Uh, Murray has, you know, I think he has bested his detractors. I, a lot of people in the beginning of the season were saying, well, you know, this is a committee. And look, he gets touchdowns, and I really think he's the main guy there do you like him against a San Diego defense that has been pretty decent against the run lately? Well, you know, it's going to be tough for Derek Carr in this 62-degree weather with a little bit of clouds. You know, yeah. San Diego <laughs> and Los Angeles, we are uh, going to be freezing here. So, no, I think uh, Derek Carr – I, I, dude, I think that weather was a big deal for his finger, and it was a short week as well. So now he's had 10 days to rest. Coming back to the warmth of the West Coast, I think he's going to be fine. And, um, you know, they have one really solid corner of the Chargers, and he's probably going to be an Amari Cooper. We talked about him before, Casey Hayward. And we remember we said he was going to shut down Mike Evans. I think that was maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, and he did. And he did. And he shuts down everyone. So uh, last week, uh, was it, Kelvin Benjamin did nothing because Casey Hayward takes him out. So unfortunately for Mr. Cooper, it's going to be him this week. And he has not done great against press man coverage. And, that is good news for Michael Crabtree, though. So I think Michael Crabtree makes for actually a really good play in Daily Fantasy. And uh, I, I think people should make sure to get him in their lineup. And as you mentioned, Latavis Murray, he seems to have taken over this backfield. He's getting tons of volume. Uh, the Chargers have given up the second most TDs to opposing RBs on the year, even though they have a decent run defense. So uh, he's a full-time player. DeAndre Washington, unfortunately, just didn't pan out this year. So it's, it's Murray's show. Now on the other side of the field, people, you know, it's interesting this week, the, the pundits were really torn. I, I saw a few said, you got to start Rivers. Uh, whenever San Diego and Oakland plays, it's a score fest, particularly with these two quarterbacks. You know, I feel like Rivers has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. What's going on in San Diego? They might move to L.A. We don't even know if he's going to move with them. He's 35. He threw a lot of picks last week. I've seen some guys say, don't start him. Oakland defense is better. And I've seen others saying, you got to start him. So I want to know what you think there. And then what do you think about his weapons? Tyrell Williams is great. He's a big guy, but he's been nicked up. And then you've got uh, Dontrell Inman, who has actually been a little bit of a waiver wire darling the last few weeks, getting a touchdown the last few games. And then, of course, Gates and Henry. You got a lot of choices here. Uh, who do you like? Well, I think because of all these choices, you'd like Phillip Rivers to bounce back. As you mentioned, they only have, I think, two more home games. And uh, I think they'll, they'll play all right. And, and, and Antonio Gates is just three touchdowns away from the record for most touchdowns for a tight end ever. So I think Rivers, he's been talking about that all the time. And without Melvin Gordon, I actually think when it gets to the red zone, instead of giving it to Kenneth Farrow necessarily, Rivers may just throw it to Gates or Henry. So – I actually think those guys are good bets for touchdowns this week. Obviously, Gates is probably the better play, but I wouldn't be shocked if Henry came through. And, you know, the Raiders haven't been great against the tight end, you know, since the last couple of years. They've gotten a little bit better this year, but there's nothing, uh, you know, nothing scary about that. And, you know, Kenneth Farrow, uh, the Raiders have given up over 4.5 yards a carry. 
and he is probably going to be heavily owned in daily fantasy. I think I, I'd probably maybe stay away from him in favor of some other guys. But uh, I think in season-long leagues, if you just lost Melvin Gordon and you need him, I say use him. Okay, Patriots at Denver. This should be a fun game to watch. 30 degrees, so this is a warm one uh, in Denver. Uh, for New England, Tom Brady, he, he's amazing. I mean, he pulls out the wins. Uh, you know, is he going to have – I mean, we, we talked about this before. He's one of the guys people are afraid of. Um, but can you sit Brady? Who do you sit Brady for? And then, of course, you know, Edelman – uh, blunt, white, you know, which one of these you guys let talk, uh, sorry, which one of these guys do you like? I know a lot of people want to know whether they can start Malcolm Mitchell and Chris Hogan. Hogan had a huge game last week, but my guess, and I want to know what you think about this, is that they are going to try a lot of short passes. Edelman, Lewis, James White, maybe so many that they don't really even get any any good fantasy performance you know what do you think that this game is going to look like on the Patriots side well it's obviously not a great game for Tom Brady as you mentioned uh you know the Broncos are allowing just 17 fantasy points per game it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk man and I think that means Julian Edelman as you said and James White are probably going to be the most active pass catchers this week Edelman, you know, he has a tough matchup against Chris Harris, who covers the slot a lot. But, you know, those quick little five-yard slants, there's not much you can do. So it could be a game where Edelman catches literally 10 balls, but for only 50 yards. So I think in PPR, he makes for a decent play. But uh, in standard leagues, I don't know, man. You probably got to look elsewhere. It's just not a good matchup in Denver. Um, at least the weather, it's going to be 30 degrees, but mostly sunny. So it's not going to be a big issue. I wouldn't shy away too much from LeGarrette Blunt, just because I think it's you know the, the Broncos are not the same run defense they were uh, last year, and teams have been able to run on them a little bit. You know, not put up monster numbers necessarily, but I think Blunt should be uh, an RB two if you've been using him as that. And uh, their inside linebacker Brandon Marshall will probably miss this week. So uh, Malcolm Mitchell, Chris Hogan, Martellus Bennett. I'd probably, you know, sit those guys if you can. We were talking about Malcolm Mitchell earlier. Man, it sucks. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe one of them caught a touchdown. And that could easily happen. But I think, you know, you probably have better options uh, than those two. So this is not the great week to expect big things from those guys. You know, would you start an Adam Thielen over Malcolm Mitchell? Yeah, I like Adam Thielen this week. So okay. I'd probably start Thielen over him. You know, the one decent thing is Bradley Roby. He is the weakest corner and probably their, their only weakness in the secondary. So, you know, maybe Malcolm Mitchell can get loose for one when you got Chris Hogan on one side who will be covered by Tlaib and then Edelman in the slot in a three-wide set with Harris. Uh, you know, maybe Malcolm Mitchell can beat Bradley Roby. So, uh, you know, I think that's what you got to hang your hat on. But it's, it's tough to say with any confidence that these guys are going to be great starts this week. For Denver, you know, we know that you like Simeon. I, I like him too. Um, you know, we you, you definitely talked a little bit about him. I know you like both Sanders and Thomas. You know, what kind of wide – you start them as your, as your wide receivers two or three or flex. And can you trust uh, either of these two running backs, Devontae Booker and Justin Forsett? Before the podcast, you and I were talking about Forsett a little bit. Uh you know, I, I, 
I was thinking, I heard some, some podcasters talking about uh, Forsett being the guy who's going to get the pass, the passes and might play the Kenneth Dixon role, the way Baltimore was able to move down the field against New England last week. So is Forsett a guy that you can trust in PPR? And what about those other Denver receivers? The other Denver receivers, I wouldn't worry about. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we talked about Simeon. Your spot, uh, you know, I agree with you with Sanders and Thomas. So the real issue here you're, ta- you're, you're thinking about here is Booker and Forsett. Booker, I don't think is startable at this point. Uh, you know, the, the Pats have a good run defense, and Booker is just not a really good fit for this outside zone run scheme. You know, it takes patience. You, we see guys like Le'Veon Bell, Arian Foster. You know, Marshawn Lynch was great at it. You see the patience, you wait for the hole to develop, and you have to kind of wait for that hole to develop, see where the hole is, and then you take off, you know, like a bullet out of a gun through that hole. And, you know, DeMarco Murray was bad at that. He tried to do that last year. Chip Kelly tried to make him do that in the Eagles uh, offense, and he was horrible at it. But when he was on the Titans, uh, and this year – uh, he, he's really good at that. You know, DeMarco's a different running back this year uh, when he was on Dallas and now with the Titans because it's a defined hole, defined read. You're running it in this spot and you just go. And uh, he's obviously Booker. It takes some time and he's not there. So anyhow, long story short, Forsett is actually better at that and he's thrived in that Kubiak system. Unfortunately, you know, there may not just be a lot of juice there. So we were discussing at least Forsett will catch some passes. So in PPR leagues, I think five plus catches makes sense for him, and the Pats are giving up over seven catches a game. So in PPR leagues, if you need a flex like Justin Forsett, at least he should get you a little bit of PPR value. Tampa Bay at Dallas, another intriguing game. Dallas was held down last week by the New York Giants. The Buccaneer defense has been playing well as of late, and they're at, they've actually been called a good streamer this week. So I'm curious what you think there. While we're talking about Tampa Bay, um, Winston and Evans have had, yeah, two, you know, a few rough games the last couple of weeks. Do you like them against the Cowboy defense that generally bends but doesn't break? Um, and then can you trust guys like Brait, Doug Martin, and even Charles Sims? Is he going to, again, play this Dixon for set role that maybe Martin can't, you know, can't penetrate that line? but maybe you throw it to the running back. So basically, how do you think Tampa Bay is, is going gonna, is gonna to score and get down the field? I actually think this game's going to be like pretty low scoring. I know some people think it's going to be more of a shootout. I don't know, man. I, I think the Cowboys like to play slow. The Bucks have a better defense. Uh, you know, I don't think the Bucks have a great slew of weapons, and Mike Evans is their main pass catcher. And I think they will really focus on him and double team him. And we've seen Mike Evans uh, not shine when that happens, when that much attention is being paid to him. I think Cameron Brait is probably the best play here. The Cowboys are giving up the second most receptions to opposing tight ends on the year and over 17 fantasy points per game in the last five weeks. So I think Cameron Brait will score this week. So out of all these guys, I'm highest than him. And in the other ones, I'm a little bit more lukewarm. Now on the Cowboys side – um, you're going to start Elliott no matter what. He's your guy. But Des Bryant had a rough week last week. Can you trust him? Do you start him? Do you start him as your number one, your two, your flex? Um, and what about Prescott? Another rough week last week. Witten, two. 
basically, who do you trust in this Cowboy offense? Elliot, you got you know you're obviously throwing him out there as your RB one, but this will be a tougher matchup. So you know I wouldn't start him over Le'Veon Bell or you know David Johnson, Lashawn McCoy in daily fantasy. Um, that's really the only issue with Zeke Elliott. Obviously, you're you're playing him in, in season long, and at least he's home. And this offensive line is is monstrous. But uh, you know as we said, Tampa has been playing a lot better lately. Des Bryant, I think, bounces back. We said Janoris Jenkins was going to take him out last week, and that happened. The Bucks secondary, they have been playing better, but in their zone defense, I think Des should find a way. Uh, I don't think he's that one wide receiver one that we used to love, and maybe he's never going to be that guy again. But I think he still makes for a decent wide receiver too. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's a great play this week. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. The Bucks defense is only given up around 17 fantasy points per game. So hopefully you have a better, uh, a, a better uh, quarterback on your roster this week. But if not, at least once again, he's at home behind this big offensive line. So, you know, I'm sure he can at least throw one, hopefully two TDs if you really need. But the yards probably aren't going to be there. The Monday night game is Carolina at Washington. Boy, this, uh, this seemed like a really good game maybe at the beginning of the season, but the Panthers just have not been very good. Uh, and the Redskins have really surprised me. I actually think that they can push Dallas for that NFC East, but we'll see. It's going to be about 25 degrees, uh, crispy cold, not windy. So it should, be, it should be make for a good game of football. Are there any Panthers you can trust? Is Cam Newton a guy that you're starting, or is he one of those Big Ben type of guys that you're really you're not trusting? And then on top of that, I'm going to, you know, if he's not doing well, can you trust Jonathan Stewart or any of those weapons like Kelvin Benjamin or Ted Ginn? Yeah, with the Panthers, we know what we're getting right now. You know, Cam Newton's not playing well this week. The Redskins have solid secondary. Uh, Josh Norman will probably take out Calvin Benjamin. Uh, Funches, he's actually played all right. They just don't really play him enough. And Ted Ginn, you know, you're just helping for one deep ball. I think the middle of the field where Greg Olson will be working is probably the best way, place to attack this defense. And the Redskins are giving up 21 fantasy points per game to opposing TDs, uh, tight ends the past five weeks. So I actually like Greg Olson this week. Uh, he, I think he bounces back. The Redskins don't have a ferocious pass rush, so I don't think he's going to be asked to block the whole game. And Jonathan Stewart, uh, the Redskins, you know, in the beginning of the year, they were just a horrible run defense. They have played a lot better recently. So the only thing you got to worry about him is Cam Newton stealing those goal line uh, runs. You know, you know, Cam Newton, you know, in season long, you, you, you're playing him unless you have a really good option, especially this week where it's a, a lot of other issues, and that won't be the case here. Washington, Kirk Cousins has been hot, 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 as has his been, as has been his receivers. Crowder, Garcon, Deshaun Jackson, he's been a little bit more boom than bust this year. Although, personally, I didn't like the taunting he did last week on that 80-yard touchdown. Uh, you know, don't slow down. Just play like a person. You're a professional. Anyway, uh, do you like these Washington Redskins offensive weapons, and do you start them no matter what? Yeah, you're, you're rolling them all out this week. This is going to be a good game. Rob Kelly's doing really well. Jordan Reed, he, you know, he just played 10 snaps last week, but I think he should be back to a full-time player. And uh, Kirk Cousins at home lighting it up. This defense, this, obviously the Panthers, you can rip them through the air. 
So we like Crowder, Garcon, and Deshaun Jackson. Garcon is actually, you know, Sellerin is a steady PPR flex wide receiver three option. Uh, Crowder is catching the TDs, and, and D-Jax is that huge upside guy. So I think you start him if you got him this week, and you should have some success. Rob Kelly, we didn't talk about him. Do you like him? Yeah, I think he's getting the rock a lot, and, you know, he looks pretty good out there. He's... You know, it's amazing. Matt Jones, we preached before the season how we hated Matt Jones and we said, do not draft him. And people would send me crazy tweets about how I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And then Matt Jones was the man. And lo and behold, he got benched. And Rob Kelly looks like a viable running back for them. You know, he's not got a lot of, of shiftiness, but, you know, he's doing, he's doing a good job getting the yards. And uh, he'll probably score TD this week as he does every week. Okay, well... Week 15, wow, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you, Ari, for joining me as usual. One week to go. One week to go, indeed. As always, you can find me, Ken Gravick, on Twitter at IamJubin, and Ari uh, on Twitter at FFESQ. He is the Fantasy Football Esquire. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, and you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And don't forget, Ari's article on, is always on footballguys.com, the docket. Check it out. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to talking to you guys next week about your championship week. Uh, good luck. Good luck. And uh, zigzag out. Stick with me, Jesus, through the coming storm I've come to you in search of something I've lost Shine down a light on me, a sure path I promise you I will return and you take me back Let them get high, let them get strong Everything